everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast conversation with successful business owners who share their secrets of thriving in business while living with chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Hey guys, I'm Nancy, the chief flying pig wrangler. Do you have a chronic illness? Do you need better systems to scale your company? Well, here at Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, we listen to conversations that reveal the tools and mindsets to make our businesses grow more easily. I know our guest today has some insight into that. So grab your pens and paper and get started taking notes. It's going to be good. I promise. Welcome, Ashley Carlson. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're here. (laughs) Sure. I am Ashley Carlson, uh, Southern California. I now own a virtual assistant agency. So we're now up to a team of 11 and we help mainly with executive assistant support, but also project management and digital marketing as well. And for me, the reason why I'm here is to talk to people about being able to do something like this with a chronic illness, because there is a quite a list of the things that I have dealt with over the years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And more and more and more people seem to be diagnosed with things. I think the most recent statistic I saw was 125 million people in the United States have some form of chronic illness. And then today I was reading some statistics where women owned businesses had started to go down before the pandemic, the number of people starting them, and now it's come back up again, which makes a lot of sense because number one, we've not been able to work outside the home for right two years. And also with more and more and more people winding up having some form of chronic or autoimmune disorder, we want to do something. We want to be worthwhile. You know, we want to still be able to use our minds and, and our bodies, whatever we have to, to be able to, you know, show that we still have value. And so people start businesses, but we also can't do things the way we used to. And I know I've, I owned long before they were called virtual assistants. Mm-hmm. I owned an administrative management company where mm-hmm. I had 15 employees at one time. And yeah, it was just, I learned very quickly that there's a lot of things that people can do, but maybe should give to somebody else. To yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Talk about that a little bit. Tell us. Yeah. So actually one of the slogans that's on my website that I love that is kind of what you just said is you can do anything, but you don't have to do everything. So for sure, for me, that is what I preach to to our clients that, you know, you started this business and you had to do everything in the beginning because it was just you and you were just starting out. But eventually you do get to the point, of course, that you realize that once you start scaling and growing, all of those buckets of things you were doing are now larger and you can't be the only person doing all of them. So I totally agree with that. And I love what you said about just how women are owning more businesses in the last year because of everything going on in the world. And I think that that is definitely a silver lining of everything. And exactly what you said is 
for so long, you know, women were trying to be mom and trying to do that. And because they weren't able to do that and head into the office, right. without doing daycare, they just didn't work. And, but this whole virtual shift has really allowed people to get back to work and still be at home, which I think is wonderful. And then just on the health side, I think it it does. It really allows you to to do all the things, right? To be mom, to be business owner, but also to take care of yourself. But it is, it is a hard shift. It's been hard for me to manage all of it and not to say it's not doable, but I think it's giving yourself grace and finding ways to do all of it without feeling so overwhelmed all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I know today is not one of my better days and I'm going, oh, I just want to go back to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. No, I've made a commitment. And and yeah. I think there are times when you have to figure out if a commitment is okay to break, or, you know, if it's something that you really need to follow through on and then figure out how to get around that. Yeah, I think it really is also being just in tune with your body. Because like you said, today, you didn't feel 100%. But we know when we're chronically ill, there are rare, it's not very common that we have a day where we feel 100%. So I think you also just have to be in tune to your body, like what kind of unwell am I feeling today, right? Like, is it a, I have to go rest today and I can't do anything? Or is it more of just, I'm just not feeling well, but maybe working and doing something else will get my mind off of it and reconnect me with that and rejuvenate me a little bit. Like today I feel, I I feel the same. I feel like achy and just like, just off, just not great today. But I'm like, you know what? No, like getting my mind off of things and just sitting here and working and I'm not going to do anything crazy, but at least getting my mind off of it. But I even am looking like later in the afternoon, like, do I have time to like relax if I need, if I need to, like, I don't know, I have a dentist appointment. Do I have to go? I don't know. You know, that kind of thing. So I think it really is just because there's never a day you're feeling hundred percent. It's you have to look at the scale, I guess, of how you're not feeling well today and really giving yourself grace of what what you're capable of and, and be okay with that. And don't give yourself a hard time about that. Just, just let it be. Yeah, no, I, I agree totally. I mean, I was my, my biggest chronic illness is something called complex regional pain syndrome and it's nerve damage and it's extreme pain throughout the entire body, but it's also exhaustion and, you know, all these other things, but I also have diabetes and for whatever reason, my my sugars usually run 150 to 200. Well, last night I checked my sugar because I said there's something off, and it was in the 400s. And I'm going, oh, oh my crap! Yeah, <laughs> you know what is that all about? And so it left me going just real sluggish yep. and all of that. But you're absolutely right. I find almost every time that if I can just push through that because I know I've got something. I'm up and going. I'm yeah. I'm invigorated now. I'm ready to do this. And, you know, but as soon exactly. as it's over, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And I think that for me too, um, after I actually just had my, um, I calculated it. It was my 10th, um, like I've had a lot of procedures without anesthesia, but this was like my 10th surgery procedure with anesthesia in the last, I think like nine or 10 years. And it's so funny because now we're in a flow of things where like my husband knows like the, how to handle it. He needs like, I don't know about you, but when I wake up from anesthesia, I discovered it a couple of years ago. 
So this is a tip everyone could try. I have to have graham crackers and apple juice, which is so funny because those are not two things I ever, ever, ever want. Like otherwise, I mean, I like them, but I don't crave them. But I have discovered that after anesthesia, there is something about graham crackers and apple juice. So anyway, so he has those sitting and waiting for me by the bed. I get into bed. He like has like my heating pad ready. He has like all the things. And I, I have now known that especially those first couple of days after anesthesia to just let myself rest and like not expect anything else, because for so long I had guilt of not getting stuff done or like that he is now dealing with the kids for a couple of days or that I'm not checking my emails for work for a couple of days. And there's so much guilt alongside that. And so, I mean, I still feel that guilt, but I also it's more so compassion for myself, right? Of like, it's okay, let yourself rest, let yourself recuperate. And so I think that's what it is, is like, we just get to the point where we, on a day-to-day pain scale, we look, we can look at the scale of how capable am I today? How much rest do I need today? And then also in the moments where you really, really know you have to rest, you just, you just have to let you, yourself do that mm-hmm. and not push it. You know, it's something I'm always reading. I'm always doing research and something I read a few weeks ago, I thought was really interesting and kind of goes along with this instead of the whole doctors on a scale of one to 10, (laughs) you know, I usually say 15, (laughs) you know, but I, they were talking about this new scale they created where, you know, do you feel like you were hit with a feather? today mm-hmm. or do you I like feel that. like you were hit with a Mack truck or were you bombed <laughs> you know right. you, there was this whole level of of different things about how you feel and I think you know if I feel like I was hit with a feather I can get up and I can do things mm-hmm. but dang it if I got that bomb dropped on me there's no way I'm getting out you know yes so, and I don't know so for me my pain I get like I get achy and dull, like that dull ache where it's still, it's very uncomfortable. And then yes, it's painful, but for me, I can function on those days. It's when the sharp pain comes, I have to pace. I can't sleep. I can't focus. I can't, it's like every ounce of my energy goes to just that pain, like managing that pain. I can't, I cannot be responsible for anything else because it's like my whole mind is consumed by that sharp pain. There's something about that that is not manageable (laughs) for me. And so that's where I know, like clear everything. If it's sharp pain, if it's dull, achy pain, I know that I can usually push through that. I'm the same way, but that brings up the question of, okay, I think most of my listeners are sitting here nodding their heads going, yep, I get it. I hear you. I'm right there with you. But I know from when I was running my virtual business, whatever you want to call it, mine was brick and mortar. People actually walked in. My employees were there at their desks. That's cool. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I know that two of the things that were the biggest issues that I had to deal with were convincing someone that they could use the services of a virtual assistant And that it really makes a lot of sense in the long run to hire someone. So I think the first 
the first thing is, is I don't want to give away. They, they feel like they're giving away their power when they give the work to someone else, mm-hmm. you know? So how do you talk to a potential client about yeah. that, especially someone who is sitting here going, I understand I've got the pain, but you know, I, I, I don't want to give away my business. to someone. Yeah. So I think, like I said, when people usually start out their business, it's typically just them when they first start out and they are doing all the things. If you look at just every aspect of your business, like I said, as a bucket, right? But when you're first starting out, it's a small bucket. And as your business is growing, each bucket takes more time, right? And energy and focus. And as you're growing, your attention is split, right? And your time is split. And that's where a lot of business owners get to the point where they're, they feel like they're drowning. And they also feel like they can't sustain the growth that they are having, which is, it's a huge thing. You should be so excited about your success and how, like how wonderful you have done, but that is a point where you do need help. So you need to look at all those buckets and yes, administration or administrative things are important, but they are not where you should be spending your time any longer. You should be spending your time in, you know, the innovation and the visionary things for your business and the actual getting out there and meeting your customers and chatting with them and wherever your area of expertise is in your business, those are the buckets you should be focused in. And you need to now find someone who can do the admin back end things who, like I said, it's still all very important, but it doesn't any longer have to be you in order to continue to grow and sustain the growth you've already worked so hard on doing. So, and especially if you are someone who struggles with chronic illness, like you and me, you have, and that's one thing like owning my own business now, like I have realized, like, I really need to set my team up for success and for with systems and processes and trust and communication and all of that. So that way, if I have to step away, like when I just had my last procedure, I know that A, they understand, B, they're set up, everything's going to be fine and see like, it's not all going to burn down in a couple of days while I'm not, I'm not feeling well. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons. And I feel so passionately about may like having business owners get that help. Um, for us, we start out as low as only 10 hours a month for admin help. So it doesn't have to be a lot, but you would be so surprised how many people we, how many clients we get who start out so small. Like I just need your help with my calendar. It's a mess. I can't, I can't manage it. I just need your help. So even just starting with just that, the amount of relief that I end up hearing from my clients after a month of having an admin help them just with their calendar, like just, just the little tip of the iceberg, right? There's so much relief there. And then just from there, the amount of things that your EA can help you with, it really allows the time and energy to come back for And I mean, I have clients too, who are like, I don't need to grow my business anymore, but I miss my family. Like I want to be, you know, home for dinner and, or I want to be able to take a vacation or whatever. So it's also, maybe you don't want to grow your business, but maybe you just want a better work-life balance. In any case, you can't get that unless you bring someone else on your team who can help you with the items that you no longer have to be doing. Yeah. And I can, I can hear people go, God, that sounds wonderful. I need to sign up for it today. Oh, wait. I have to pay for this. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, how much is this going to cost me? And, you know, how do you? So, I mean, if you look at like time, your time is money, right? So like me, just as a business owner, I have to pay my team too to help. I have them help with 
obviously client stuff, but I also have team helping me with my stuff. And I, so I totally get that because it's like, ah, but that's money out of my pocket. But that's also like, that's also me not working from 8am to 10pm anymore. That's also me not being like frustrated with my kids at night because I'm trying to do dinner, bath, bedtime, but also in my mind, I need to get back to work and they need to hurry up, you know? So like those are now that I have delegated and I have lowered the stress level on me, I'm able to actually enjoy the time that I have with my family. I'm not working till 10 PM every night, or if I am, it's because I'm working on like a growth project or something exciting. And, and so like my energy and my stress level is so much better. So to me, like the, my time is money, right. And it is priceless. And I even, I've talked to clients even before, just if you were to look at it, I mean, cause your hourly rate, if you were to think of it as a business owner, it's not like 30 bucks an hour. It's like, you got to think like hundred bucks an hour is your time because you are the expert in whatever your business is. Right. So if you look at, do you really want to be spending hundred bucks an hour of your time on admin stuff? No. So like, why not spend a fraction of that on someone who is an expert in admin let them do the admin stuff. So you can do that hundred bucks an hour on something that is probably going to be a return on that investment, right? Because you're the expert, you're going to be putting yourself out there. You're going to be growing on whatever that field is that you're in and getting that money back tenfold and paying a fraction of that and having someone support you on the back end. So let's talk about a little bit about the tools and the strategies. We've got the big one, which is hiring someone to help you. But if there are processes and things like that, that you as the business owner need to do yourself, have you figured out software and automations and different kinds of things like that, that you can use that will help you. I mean, just getting out of bed, remembering we had this appointment this morning. I mean, those are things that I need help with. I, I have a bad short-term memory anymore and, and I need to plug it into my calendar and I have an Alexa that reminds me, you know, hey, your appointment's about to start. And, you know, what kind of tools and things like that do you use? Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone is so different. And so for each of our clients, that's something that we deep dive into, into what will work for them. And it's always, I always tell them to like, listen, after our discussion, here's what I'm, here's what I heard. Here's what I think will work. Let's give it a try. Whatever it is, we are not married to it. So if in a couple months it's not working, we can shift it. So I think no matter what anyone tries out there, to work for them. Um, cause I know for me, I get, what is that called? Like analysis paralysis, because I will start looking into all of the sh beautiful, shiny platforms out there. And I'll get like overwhelmed of trying to make the right choice. And I have to tell myself like, you know what, just pick one, give it a try for a little bit. If you don't like it, you just switch it. It's no big deal. So I think it's just for a personal recommendation. That's definitely something that we do for our clients. But I think for a lot of people, exactly what you said, just living and breathing by your calendar. I mean, for me, there is so much in my life or between the business and the clients within that business, mom life, home life, doctor's appointments, which is a whole nother beast. If it is not on my calendar, it is not going to happen. I think that to me, it just sounds so simple, but that is probably the biggest tip is just put it in your calendar. 
if you have to drive, mark off time to drive, that kind of thing. And then I know that there's settings in Google. There's also, like you said, you can integrate a different system, whether it's Alexa or another program can email you your schedule every day. Like there are a lot of ways to get that. So you don't forget, but definitely I think just down to the very, very basic is just put everything in your calendar and also be reasonable with yourself. I think a lot of people right now are in major zoom fatigue, right? So like too many meetings in a day. So same thing, whether it's meetings with work, doctor's appointments, whatever it is, like don't shove just because there's space there. Don't shove more in, like also leave space to just be right. Whether it's checking your email, eating lunch, getting outside on a walk, like things like that. So, and that's also something I would say, especially for people dealing with health issues, put time in there to move your body. So even if it's, if it's just going on a walk outside, or even like for me, I haven't had a lot of time lately, but I literally put a reminder in my calendar every day, go step outside. Like, so I go step outside. I stretch a little bit. I kind of just pace the backyard. It's all I have. I have five minutes, but at least for me, like physically, I can't just like sit here all day, but I will, because I'm so focused. So yeah, that would be, it's so basic. It's nothing like a big revolutionary app or anything, but I calendar is for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And, and people are going, oh, systems, processes, strategies, those are nasty words. <laughs> you know, I don't want to, I don't want to hear those things and they stick their fingers in their ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it can be simple. It can be just little tweaks and, and changes mm-hmm. that that make for big changes you know down the road and and I think that's really important that we understand you don't have to go through big things to get some sort of really yeah because there are a lot of really great apps out there but they are too robust almost especially for someone who isn't familiar so And like I said, if you are owning a business and you're wanting to do the calendar route, that is something very basic to have an EA just help you with. So we do like in-depth questionnaires as far as like, what does your ideal day look like? Like, and some people are like, do not ever schedule a call before 10 a.m. Like there's or like, you know, or I don't mind taking calls at nine o'clock at night. Like there's all kinds of things, or I don't want any calls on Fridays or whatever it is. So that's something that your EA can help you manage. And then the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, there are so many apps out there. And like you said, systems, processes, platforms that can help you. And absolutely, that's actually what we are working really hard in my business on doing this month. We're not taking on any new clients this month, purely for all of our team. We're all working on different parts of systems and processes and all of that, that we're just going through and fine tuning them. So like, making whatever we had set up was working, but it could have been better. And so we're taking this month to make it better. So I am definitely a proponent of making those systems and processes work, but it's a very customized thing based on the business, based on, cause, and I mean, in a year from now, we'll probably be doing the same thing, right? So like, it's so based on the business in the moment. And that brings up another question that I've been thinking about. And, and I know that I had when I first hired my VA years and years ago, we just, I was, I was going to fire her like four different times because <laughs> we weren't communicating. We weren't getting, you know, things in sync. And now, and now I'm missing her and had to find a new one because she retired after 10 years. And it was like, what did I ever do without her? Yeah. But 
people need to understand that when they bring on someone new, and, and this is whether they hire an employee or whether they hire a, a virtual assistant or not, it takes time. Yeah. You have to get to understand and know each other to, even if you do do a survey, you know, yes. it, it still takes time. So what do you tell people if they call and say, you know, I've been working with Susie for two days now and she screwed everything up. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily we haven't had that happen, but there are, you know, communication and really that all usually is what it comes down to is just communication issues. So maybe you know, maybe someone is not understanding very clearly via email, right? They've been communicating via email and just, there just keeps being like, you know, that what's that saying? Like the way I say something isn't necessarily the way you hear it type of thing. And so if we see that happening, I will say, all right, it sounds to me like you guys need to have a weekly call. Cause some people are like, no, we don't need to call at first. And we're like, okay, that's fine. Um, but then if you start seeing those kind of patterns happening, it's like, I think we need a weekly call. So that way we can go over what we're working on, talk it over, make sure we're on the same page. And then what we do is go through all of that, make sure everything's clear, but then we also send a recap email. So there's an email that says, this is everything that we discussed. This is what I'll be working on please make sure we're on the same page. And so then that will happen. So it's just, it's really just fine, fine tuning the communication style. Um, one of the things we're actually working on this month is kind of an, um, we have a welcome guide, but this is more of like an onboarding guide. So what to expect in your first like 90 days. So it'll be things of how to get us your passwords and how to exactly what you just, we were talking about right now, how to, how best to communicate, just giving options, right? Just a list of do you like Slack? Do you like email? Which we already talk about a lot, but I think seeing it, my hope is, is that it's more of this guide that they can go off of and just various things like that, almost like homework and then really breaking down what to expect in your first week, first month, first three months, that kind of thing. Cause exactly what you said, there is fine tuning because especially if someone's never used an EA before, it's just that they don't even know how to delegate. Right. And so it's, they're also learning, right? Right. So the EA is learning how this business owner works, but the business owner is also trying to figure out how to work with someone who's here to help me because they've been so used to doing it themselves. They've never actually had to ask for help or tell someone how to do something. And so they're all of a sudden like, wait, I, I want her to do this, but I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> you know, there's things like creating a loom video, which some of our clients have never heard of. And I'm like, yes, just show us exactly you do it. You do it just like you've been doing it, but do it while you're recording, send it over to us. And now we know how to do it for next time. So there's those kinds of things along the way. And so that's what we're creating this onboarding guide for to hopefully curb some of the issues. But like I said, there's never really been anything super big. It just really tends to come down to the communication style. Totally. I agree with that. And I can't believe it, but we're past our time. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely time flies when you're having fun. So I agree. <laughs> lots and lots of great information here. But if we haven't talked about something, what would that be? As far as uh, today, what we've talked about? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, I think the biggest thing is just, I kind of said it earlier, but if you're dealing with chronic health issues, daily pain, like all the things we've talked about, I think for me, my biggest learning experience since becoming a business owner with a team is to really rely on your team and just be open with it. Communicate with your clients, communicate with the team. I have this health issue. It shouldn't be a shameful thing. 
you can say like, I deal with this stuff and I'm not doing well today. So so so-and-so is going to take it over, or you don't even have to say it, but you can just know that your team member has got it. So really, I think delegating and delegating and giving yourself grace about it, I think is the biggest thing, at least for me, because I'm such a perfectionist. And so it's been so hard to know that perfect is impossible, that good enough is good enough. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a wonderful way to end the show. Thank you so much, Ashley. Ashley, if someone decides when you start taking clients again. Yes, November 1st. So very soon. (laughs) That they would like to work with you. How does someone get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So it's at Elevate VAs. uh, So V like Victor, A as Apple, S as Sam, and then also ElevateVAservices.com. Wonderful. That's great. And guys, I can't tell you how much, you know, I did it for 30 years. I ran a a business like this. I've had my assistant for 10 years and going on now I've got new ones. And I think it is just a very important, big part of your life, especially if you've got a chronic illness that you get somebody in your side, you know, to on on your side to help you and to support you. And, and you can say, Hey, by the way, can you do this for me? And then you don't have to worry about it. So this is something that you really need to consider, think about, pray about, you know, and, and figure out if there's a way that you can actually get someone in there to help you with your business. I highly recommend it. So thanks guys for listening today and to wrap things up often after a podcast, people want to know more about some of the things that we do at Business Success Unlimited. If you'd like to hop on a Zoom, my contact information is in the show notes. And right now we're getting set up for the kickoff of a new chapter in our mastermind program. And The Mastermind is a group of business owners who all have similar issues running their business. They're looking for support, for guidance, for accountability, a bit of training, and a lot of fun. If you'd like some more information, send me a message at nancy at business success unlimited. So thanks a lot, guys, for listening. If you have questions, if you want to discuss this, you've now, you'll be able to see Ashley's information in the show notes, or you can ask us questions on the podcast. Let us know what you liked about the show. Let me know what you'd like to talk about in the future and share this and all of the other shows that we've done. I'm just celebrating 10,000 downloads, guys. So I'm really excited about that. And there's good stuff out there. So listen, like, subscribe, and share, please. And then until next time, get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye.